I'm standing at the front door of Trump Tower. I'm looking into the eyes of one of those soldiers standing there looking a little bit like a robot or, or a samurai uh, covered with armor, submachine gun, dogs. It's like a monument. And they're covered with tourists. Children and teenagers uh, dressed like tourists with the pink and the sky blue Bermuda shorts and uh, the selfie cameras. They, they're, they, they're, they've got their arms around the, the soldiers. They're touching them all over, I, giving them uh, uh, smiles, trying to get them to smile. And then the selfie start. I'll take your picture. You take my picture. They're all, all over them. And it doesn't feel. Doesn't you want to be with that killing machine just that way? I, I look at their parents. I know me. I behind my face. I'm feeling a rage. I want to be. I feel like I'm in CBGBs in 1981. Yeah. Wow. I'm angry. I'm angry. Suppose we'll meet any wild animals? Mm, we might. Animals that that eat straw? Uh, some, but mostly lions and tigers and bears. Lions? And tigers? And bears. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. 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 Lions and tigers and bears. Walking through the lobby. I gotta get away from that. I have anger issues. There's a public garden. A garden up on the fifth floor. I'm gonna go up there. Try to calm down. Go up the escalators. Going up the escalators, second floor, third floor, fourth floor, fifth floor. Here's the garden. There's a big glass door. I open the door. It's kind of a balcony. Not exactly a garden. Reminds me of Zuccotti Park. Fake granite. I gotta sit down. I sit down. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? Oh, it's a weed growing out of a crack in the wall of this fake garden. It was the only plant here that wasn't brought up here in a box. Yeah, mossy sort of, looks like a pussy. It's growing, it's strong. Finding its nutrients in that crack, I guess. Yeah, this is the, this is the revolution. I think this, this is gonna grow and take over this place. I see a forest with a mossy forest floor. The descendants of this beautiful plant, yes. Yeah, this plant eats glass, eats skyscrapers. <laughs> it's gonna eat the, the shakes and the oligarchs and the hedge fund guys that own the, the condos in this place. 
It's gonna eat Steve Bannon and all the people meeting with the Russians up there. Yeah, this place is gonna lose this plan, this forest. I see it now. I'm walking through it. The trees and the owls and deer and the wolves. It's all yours, this forest. Will you let us live here with you? Will you let us live here with you? Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. Welcome to the Earth Church. Today, we're considering friendly fire. We are now being overwhelmed with all day. Of all day and all the mass, hundreds of mass shootings. The uh, murder by climate. The history of accidental and I didn't mean to do it and how could this happen type violence right now that has just got us so confused. So many victims that are the target of what we call crazy people, loners, but we're arming everybody and we're making everybody angry and sad and lonely. We're bombing them with consumerism. We have systems right now that excite people in the wrong direction, and we are in denial about what we're doing to them. We give the entire world video games in which they're shooting people all the time. And that's supposed to be freedom of expression? No, it comes out in different ways. We are living right now in an utterly unrealistic time. And so now, you and I, you and I, we have a relationship with the Earth. And we just want to ask, what does the Earth want us to do? The Earth wants us to evolve. It's the sixth extinction. We are in a very swift, strong, relentless, scary time with the Earth, with our physical environment. 
and we want the Earth to talk to us. And the Earth's message is change now. Change. Be unique. Find out who you are. You might have to evolve a fin, or gills, or hooves, or claws. You might have to evolve a new kind of thought, a new kind of song, a new kind of art, a new kind of generosity. Hang on now. Let's discover what we have to do. Somebody give me an Earthalluia here today. Listen to what a Category 4 hurricane sounds like. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A new Stanford University-led study reveals that removing the common air pollutant nitrogen oxide could lead to dramatic gains in crop yields. The analysis uses satellite images to reveal for the first time how nitrogen oxides, gases found in car exhaust and industrial emissions, affect crop productivity. Its findings have important implications for increasing agricultural output and analyzing climate change mitigation costs and benefits around the world. Based on their observations, the researchers estimated that reducing nitrogen oxide emissions by about half in each region would improve yields by about 25% for winter crops and 15% for summer crops in China, nearly 10% for both winter and summer crops in Western Europe, and roughly 8% for summer crops and 6% for winter crops in India. Researchers said the actions you would take to reduce nitrogen oxides, such as vehicle electrification, overlap closely with the types of energy transformations needed to slow climate change and improve local air quality for human health. The main takeaway from this study is that the agricultural benefits of these actions could be really substantial, enough to help ease the challenge of feeding a growing population. The wealthiest homeowners are most at risk of wildfire hazard. According to a new study, the top 10% most valuable homes in the western United States are 70% more likely to be in high wildfire hazard areas than median value properties. Antibiotics are shown to wreak havoc on athletic performance. Knocking out gut bacteria deflates the will and ability to exercise. New research demonstrates that by killing essential gut bacteria, antibiotics ravage athletes' motivation and endurance. The UC Riverside-led study in mice suggests the microbiome is a big factor separating athletes from couch potatoes. Wheel running in mice was reduced by 21% when the microbiome was damaged. In addition, the mice did not recover their running behavior even 12 days after the antibiotic treatment stopped. One way the microbiome might affect exercise in mice or in humans is through its ability to transform carbohydrates into chemicals that travel through the body and affect muscle performance. 
A lack of exercise is known to be a major risk factor for aspects of mental health, including depression, as well as physical health, including metabolic syndrome, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and osteoporosis. A team of researchers at the University of Tasmania have found a species of lizard that can switch from female to male prior to birth. Prior research has shown that some creatures that lay eggs, such as frogs, reptiles, and fish, can undergo a gender swap while still in the egg. This has been attributed to environmental conditions such as warmer or cooler than average temperatures. Researchers found the same behavior in a non-egg-laying lizard, the snow skink. This represents the first instance of a non-egg-laying creature that swaps gender due to environmental conditions. During radio continuum observations of a spiral galaxy known as NGC 2082, Australian astronomers have discovered a mysterious, bright, and compact radio source whose origin and nature remains unknown. Among the strongest sources of such radio emissions are pulsars, certain nebulas, quasars, and radio galaxies. These surprising new waves were detected while observing a G-type spiral galaxy in the Dorado constellation, located some 60 million light-years away from the Earth, with a diameter of approximately 33,000 light-years. Australian researchers have located what is believed to be the largest plant on Earth, and they estimate it's at least 4,500 years old. The single plant, or clone, of the seagrass Posidonia australis was discovered in the shallow, sun-drenched waters of the World Heritage Area of Shark Bay in Western Australia. Just one plant has expanded over 180 kilometers in Shark Bay, making it the largest known plant on Earth. The existing 200 kilometers of ribbonweed meadows appear to have expanded from a single colonizing seedling. Moth species and their larvae were found tucked inside seeds in the luggage of a passenger at Detroit Metro Airport, according to Customs and Border Protection agents. The discovery has been surprising since the moths have not been seen in Michigan nor across the United States for at least 100 years. The incident adds to the ongoing measures implemented by U.S. Customs officials against the so-called practice of bug smuggling or insect trafficking into the country from various locations worldwide. Climate change will eventually cause the destruction of the United States Corn Belt by 2100, according to a new study by the Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Since corn crops reportedly make up the majority of U.S. agriculture, the new research calls for the diversification of the major commodity. The total number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 worldwide has reached 530 million and confirmed deaths of almost 6.3 million as of Thursday, June 2nd. In the U.S., latest COVID-19 report noted there are a total of 84 million confirmed cases and 1 million deaths. California has the highest number of reported cases and fatalities followed by Texas and Florida. The Fish and Wildlife Service committed to proposing new habitat protection for Florida manatees by September 2024. A record-setting 1,100 Florida manatees died last year, mostly of starvation, caused by water pollution that killed off the seagrass they eat. These gentle, playful marine mammals are no better off this year and are being pushed toward extinction. The federal government has not updated the manatees' critical habitat since 1976. And now, the sounds of extinction. 
The Searcy's Society and the Center for Biological Diversity sued the Federal Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service this week over its program allowing insecticide spraying on millions of acres in 17 western states. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, a highly secretive agency within the U.S. Department of Agriculture, oversees and funds the application of multiple pesticides on rangelands to prevent native grasshoppers and Mormon crickets from competing with livestock for forage. More than 230 species protected by the Endangered Species Act may inhabit the areas where spraying is authorized, including yellow-billed cuckoos, black-footed ferrets, bull trout, ute lady tresses, orchids, greater sage grouse, multiple species of bees, Oregon spotted frogs, and Spalding's catchflies. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service claims that it enforces buffers to ensure that residential areas, organic farms, and beehives are protected. But emails to the agency from landowners who observed impacts of the aerial pesticide spraying indicate that samples detected the pesticides on private property beyond the spray buffers. The states in which the secretive aerial insecticide spraying is approved include Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Kansas, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. And here, the sound of the greater sage grouse. A once abundant resident of the American West, whose numbers have diminished by almost 90%. And it comes time for the Earth Riot interview of the week. I'm here with Carl Hallberg. Carl, hello. Reverend Billy, good to be here. Amen. It is good to be here. It's kind of a good day. Well, the air conditioning doesn't work so well in the church, so we're sweating just a bit. Maybe that helps us motivate Ooh. somehow, mm -hmm. like, like method actors. I, 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 <laughs> you're studying acting, aren't you? I am doing that, yeah. At the illustrious Juilliard, is that right? That's the place. Amen. I know. I know a little bit about you. You're from Minnesota. I am. Admit it. You're from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. Don't be ashamed of that. You're from. <laughs> you're from Minnesota. It's okay. <laughs> I am also from Minnesota. Let me talk a moment about Line Three. We met on a prayer walk on a state highway in Minnesota. Can you can you give us the lowdown? Yeah. Walking from the Shell River camp, one of the resistance camps that sprung up to this oil pipeline that this Canadian multinational corporation Enbridge was trying to pump through Minnesota under the headwaters of the Mississippi, crossing under just hundreds and hundreds of streams and lakes and rivers that are up there. One of the only places on earth where wild rice grows as well. You know, and then this, this pipeline was so destructive to the ecology, but also caused irreparable harm to the indigenous communities that are, that are up there. It's Anishinaabe land and Dakota land. You're talking in the past tense, um, it, it still is. I mean, there, there's oil in the pipeline, right? That's right. Caused in its construction and continues to cause in its, in its, now, its now up and running state. Um, but this, this walk was an action that um, led by some folks, some, some Anishinaabe grandmothers, some some farmers of, of European descent um, coming together and, and walking south 
to the capital, to St. Paul, the seat of political power, you know, in, in this settler colonial state of Minnesota. And, and yeah, it was a long, long walk. We were walking down this highway and tourists and, you know, summer vacationers and truckers would pass us and some would, would flip us off, some would honk. But I remember you said something back there about the, the slow human pace that we were walking at and how that was connecting us with the earth. These cars were zipping by. So if you can picture this, we were on the state highway being abused by some of the, some of the motorists, but also there was some honking of friendliness and support. Uh, but then on the other side were these pristine Minnesota lakes where you, 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 with common loons and moose and beavers and wild rice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wild rice and, you know, black bear that would come up and say hi to us. You know, all, the, all these animals were, I mean, they, it was like they knew that, that we were walking with them. You know, there, were, there wasn't fear. There was just curiosity. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's how it was in the, the long walk south. Here we go, Carl Hallberg from his... I was going to say album, EP. It's almost May it's 1st. It's almost May 1st. Amen, praise be. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I was going to say it, it. May 1st is just around the corner. I, I had another phrase. It's right. almost May 1st. They're kicking, sleeping people off the train Who don't have roofs to keep them from the rain and the shelter's full outside, it's getting cold Oh, Eric Adams, where are they supposed to go? In the neighborhoods you helped to gentrify Where wage slavery had only multiplied Many hundreds were displaced from their own home Oh, Eric Adams, where are they supposed to go? I got an aunt with a disease she can't get treated When she goes to get it helped, she gets arrested And it steals up all her things and leaves her broke Oh, Eric Adams, where is she supposed to go? That's a very generous introduction. Thank you very much for inviting me here. I know Donna for a couple decades, huh? We'll go with that. 
And I need to wait again, Duke. Nika ko ikit magis pinasikwa duko makwa ndo dem. Kawa bapani kagis kaningin indunjiba miguch. It's a Nishnabe moen. It's Ojibwe. There's actually one. Where's that Nishnabe kwe? There was one in the uh, scene outside before. And then your son, right there, Nkusis. Um, I, uh, from the White Earth Reservation, which is in northern Minnesota. Do you all know where Minnesota is? <laughs> Very good. I'm over between Bemidji and Fargo. Good. It's one of seven Anishinaabe reservations in uh, Minnesota. But it is right what Donna says uh, our, in our language. Wabanaki means the land of the east. In our prophecies, we, it, when we used to live here. And then I, when I was, had to have some lobster this afternoon, I was thinking, why did we move? <laughs> but our prophets told us that we should move or else we would not do well and um, we were supposed to go to the place where the food grew upon the water we followed a shell which appeared in the sky and over a period of many years our people migrated to the Great Lakes area and the food that grows upon the water is wild rice and uh, that is where we live where there is wild rice there are Anishinaabeg people where there are Anishinaabeg people, there's wild rice. And Reverend Billy again here. We come to the end of today's golden earth riot. <laughs> I hope you learned something. I hope you were entertained. I hope you had a good riot. We started with our invasion of the Trump Tower. I did that with Brendan Burke and Jason Candler. Now, Jason is the editor of this radio show podcast. Thank you, Jason. We are the fiery eagles of justice when the three of us get together and make music and make good activism together. The Wizard of Oz, we gotta thank Frank Morgan who plays the wizard in that great movie and Frank and his family are sleeping just a couple blocks from where I'm speaking to you over in Greenwood Cemetery, there they are. And let's thank them all, Ray Bolger, Bert Lahr, Jack Haley, Judy Garland. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. I'm just thinking about how that movie beautifully reconsiders our idea of being afraid of lions and tigers and bears, of the, 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 the pred predatory part of nature when there's no predator like you and me, right? And I have to, I have to think, but then, uh, qualify my, my gratitude. WFTV Channel 9, you are fetishizing the sound and fury of superstorms with your report. And we're, we're kind of making fun of you there, but we're learning something at your expense. <laughs> Dragonfly, singing with the Church of Stop Shopping Gospel Choir, that revolution song, the climate change is killing the poor every day. Carl Hallberg, your amazing experiences with Winona LaDuke and the, the activists at Line 3, the coalition of, of grandmothers and mothers, indigenous from the Anishinaabe and, and Ojibwe peoples, magic. We're so honored to, to prayer walk with you in Minnesota. We know the struggle will continue against that pipeline. I'd like to thank Savitri D, the director of the Earth Church, for your news from the natural world. Well, thank you, everybody. We come to the conclusion here of this half hour. Talk to us, write to us at 
RevBilly.com. If you're visiting New York, come and visit us at the Earth Church. We're down on the Lower East Side at East 3rd Street and Avenue C. In our storefront, we hold forth every Sunday at 5 o'clock. Come on and be with us as we sing and pray and, you know, try to learn how to just join the earth in this in this time of the sixth extinction what a challenging challenging time we are in all this murderous the name of our our weekend the name of our message uh, is Uvalde the Alamo and murder by climate Let's find a way to evolve and live with the earth. Somebody give me an earth here today. Earth